Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. This podcast is for anyone who desires to have a fresh and deeper relationship with Jesus. I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately, while also featuring guests on the show and then sharing fun stories at the end of each episode. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and just talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with God. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hey, you awesome people. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm so grateful you are here. I want you to know how loved, how seen, how valuable, and how known you are. You are chosen for this time and this time only. And I'm just, oh, I can't tell you how grateful I am to to have you here. And I just wanted to say first off that I really think this two-week schedule has been working well for the podcast. I hope it's been working well for you all. Um, It hasn't been overwhelming, but I will say every week when this week comes along, I'm like, okay, Wednesday's the podcast day. I just, oh, I get so excited because this is definitely one of those highlights of the week. So I hope y'all are doing well and I hope you are just enjoying this September and September weather. The leaves are starting to change and just thriving in life because God has amazing plans for you. So this is episode three, part two. If you haven't already listened to part one from two weeks ago, we talked a lot about uh just our minds and taking our thoughts captive. And so this week I thought we could dive into talking about the enemy and not that we want to talk about the enemy. We don't want to give him credit, but talking about the ways that he tends to trick us or tends to disguise himself because I believe he disguises himself a lot in this world. And so this week's episode, I am calling it the oldest trick in the book. And because of that name, I thought we could go all the way back to Genesis to learn, okay, what did this first attack on human people, you know, God's children look like? But before we do that, I thought we could take a little review from two weeks ago um, on part one of this little series of the mind. And this should be the last episode of it. Um, In a couple weeks, I will be hopefully bringing a guest on the show. So if you all have anyone that you would like to suggest or yourself you would like to be on this show, send me a DM on Instagram or a message on Facebook or just personally text me. I would love to hear from you. So anyway, two weeks ago, we talked about taking our thoughts captive. I mentioned how in 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. The definition of captive means to make or hold prisoner, especially in war. I don't know about you, but my mind feels like a battlefield at times between flesh and blood. And I believe that's the enemy's goal, to take us captive. He usually starts by putting things into our mind to distract us. So we need a strategy so that we can instead take our thoughts captive instead of the other way around where he's taking our thoughts captive. So like I said, I thought we could dive into Genesis. So today we're going to be in Genesis 3.1 which says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Satan knows how to entice a person's heart and soul to sin. 
Satan got Eve's focus off of God's command by telling her the lie that God wasn't giving her everything she needed. And I believe he uses the same tactics towards us today. It is really interesting that several, or I should say thousands of years later, that the enemy is still using the same tactics, the same uh, battle plan, I guess you could say, to attack us and to get our minds off of Christ. You know, it's not like thousands of years later, he's like, oh no, I'll be kinder to you. And I I just feel really bad because like I can see how much I put on the earth, you know, and just all these problems. So like, I'm just going to let you off today, you know, just chill, man, enjoy life. No, he doesn't do that. Like he's the enemy for Pete's sake. Like he's going to use the same tactics ever since the beginning of time to tempt us. And that's one thing is Satan is not creative. You know, a few months ago, I was really struggling with my purpose and I started wondering what I have to give to the world. And I called up a friend of mine just to tell her, hey, can you pray for me? And she wanted to share this with me. And she reminded me that the enemy is not creative. He uses the same tactics. Of course, he's making you feel like you don't have purpose, my friend told me. How you need to take control into your own hands and that you are doubting some of God's truths right now. He did the same for Eve and he does the same for you. Isn't that interesting how he did the same for Eve, making her think, oh, I need to take control into my own hands so that I can be kind of like God. You know, I can be in control of the world like God is. Satan's goal is to get our focus off of God's command by telling us lies so that we believe them and then go after that thought, which usually in most cases leads to sin. That's his goal is to lead us to sin and to get our mind off of Christ. The first love study that I shared from uh, two weeks ago by Camille Cates shared this threefold strategy that he uses again and again, which usually starts in the human mind. The first one that she mentioned was that the enemy twists the word of God in your mind. You know, he'll take a scripture like what God spoke to Eve in the beginning what, you know, God spoke to Eve and Adam and he'll twist and be like, oh, did God really say that? You know, I don't think he truly meant that. Like maybe he said it, but did he really mean that? The second thing is he creates doubt in our mind. So you may, you know, have, okay, for instance, the Philippians 4, 6 through 8 verse in your mind that says, you know, think on only what is true, what is pure, all of that. But then he still creates doubt in your mind. You may think, oh, but I've gained some pounds or, oh, I have this pimple on my forehead right now. I don't think I'm beautiful or will I ever get a boyfriend? I just really think I'm annoying. Like he'll create doubt in our head. And then the third thing he does usually is he tempts us to believe his lies, like I said, and then he tricks you to choose your now fleshly desires over choosing to live for God. So take the, mm, let's see. Okay, take the boyfriend example. You know, he he may create that doubt in your head that I'll never get a boyfriend because I'm annoying. Well, then you may think on this, think on this, think on this. And then you may try to put all these Instagram photos out there where you're showing a lot of skin and these guys start paying attention to you. You start talking to these guys and these guys aren't godly men. And then maybe they start sending you some bad stuff or you fall into temptation or, you know, whatever. And so he usually sends these tricks over to try to get us off of God. 
Satan truly is a disguiser. In 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, it says, even the Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. It's almost like we're at a beautiful masquerade ball and he comes up to you with a mask on. He uses every disguise to try to get us to fall into the trap of our thoughts. But he not only uses disguises, he also uses worldly things to tempt your thoughts. This is why it's so important to guard over, to put a guard over our thoughts and to take them captive, to not only you know, think like, oh no, I I got this. Like I can, I can get rid of this thought, but truly we have to put a guard over our minds. And what has truly helped me is by reading the word of God and speaking that out loud and praying that over my mind, as I shared two weeks ago. So not only because God commands us to do this, but because in first Peter five, eight, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. This is also why Ephesians six twelve says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so, you know, like I said before, we can think like, no, like, okay, I have this thought, but it's not going to lead to anything. You know, if you aren't taking these steps to truly set a guard over your mind, then I believe the enemy is going to send more lies through you and send more temptations and eventually is going to get you to fall if you don't take this thought captive and if you don't turn to the Lord first. Because like, like I already mentioned in First Peter 5, 8, it brings up about him being like a roaring lion. He's seeking for someone to devour. And so I know for myself that when I start doubting the truths of God and believing the lies of the enemy, I have to take a step back and I have to ask the Lord, what is it that is being used as a tool to tempt me or to distract me in this moment? And usually, to be honest, God has made me realize lately, especially that social media really has been capturing my mind as well as anxiety and occasionally depression. But usually those are the two things that are distracting me and try to pull me deeper down. And so um, those things, you know, will bring up questions usually in my mind um, and just, yeah, like I said, try to distract me. And so when we truly, you know, refuse to leave these things and let them simmer into our minds and thoughts, we then allow them to capture our mind instead of us capturing our mind and our thoughts and targeting them to Christ. So like I said, I know I keep repeating this, but it's so important for us to understand that that's the enemy's goal. It is for him to capture our mind, to capture our thoughts and to make us fall to take it away from God. Instead, we need to be taking our thoughts captive and we need to make that intentional focus on Christ to intentionally target them to Christ. That's the goal. And that's who we as children of God are supposed to be doing is to, you know, keep our thoughts on our Abba Father. Lisa Turker says, you believe a lie is a scene of Satan's to keep you in an unsatisfied place. Even if that problem was solved, the enemy has another waiting in the wings that will be 
just as distracting and devastating to you as this one. I know that probably doesn't sound encouraging. You're probably thinking, well, if I get through this trial or this thought, there's going to be another one waiting for me. But I take this quote and I share it because I really want us to take encouragement from this. You have the power of Christ living inside of you. Okay, just sit down for a second and breathe that in and soak it in and truly think about it. You, daughter or son of the king, have the power of Christ living inside of you right now right here in this moment, you have given, you have been given the tools that you need to fight this enemy. And the more you use these tools, the more equipped you'll be when challenges come. So you may think, okay, this thought of my body weight, or this thought of this guy that could lead to temptation, or You know, maybe you're getting jealous that your husband talked to another girl. Like, I don't know what it is. We have to use the tools that we've been given, which is the word of God, and to sift these thoughts through the word of God like it's a filter. And then we will be given these glasses that God wants to give us so that we'll see things different and we'll think about things differently. We'll be putting our thoughts on the things of the kingdom rather than the things of this world. And then we will be, you know, keeping our eyes up at Christ. We'll be keeping our eyes above instead of on the things here below and falling into temptation, falling into the lies, you know, falling into ultimately the trap of the enemy. And so, you know, truly the Lord has given us tools. And I really want you all to understand that. (laughs) I I think it's one of these things that Christians can talk about a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, I got the word of God. Like whenever I go through temptation or lies or whatever. But truly, like this has been a tool that has been given to us. And are we using it to fight these battles that are happening in our minds, in our lives, in our hearts, whatever. And so I just I really want to encourage you all to truly put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand against the devil's schemes, knowing that the thief only comes to steal, kill and destroy, according to John 10.10. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly. May we set his seal around our minds so that our minds are focused on him and his kingdom. I want to leave a verse with you all before I leave. (laughs) And it's in Psalm 102, 2 through 4, which David wrote, I will carefully or I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile or vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to deal with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. David is so inspiring in this these two verses because he truly is making this intentional decision to keep his eyes on the Lord, to hate all of the things of the enemy, even the things that are truly distracting his mind and trying to get him off of the course. He truly keeps his eyes on his father. So let us all make the choice to be careful what we allow into our minds, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's a TV show you're watching, whether that's a book, whether that's a friend that maybe isn't the right friend to have around right now, 
We have to be vigilant. Time is short. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. It's a choice we have to make each day. And we have to choose to take these thoughts captive. So I just, I pray that's encouraging to you all. And I know for me, as life has been difficult lately with my thoughts, it just has been such a beautiful reminder to keep my eyes on Jesus. And I will say, two weeks ago when I recorded the first episode about taking our thoughts captive, I was in a hard place in my mind. But I will say that the Lord has been so faithful and so gracious as he always is. And he has brought me back to this place of keeping my eyes and my thoughts on him. And I I will admit, I'm not perfect. We're all not perfect. We all have our struggles, but I'm just so gracious or grateful (laughs) that my gracious father has been tenderly waiting for me to come back fully to him and to keep my eyes upon him and upon the cross. And so I just pray that if you are struggling with your thoughts too, that you would just come back to this place of keeping Jesus as your first love and keeping your thoughts on him. It truly is a conscious act we have to take in each day. It is a choice we have to take in each day. So um, I kind of have been slipping away from that's the T segment. (laughs) So I don't know if y'all want me to bring that back. I know I only did it once. Um, I can, but I thought we could focus on more things that are, you know, still fun. We could still share fun stories because we got to enjoy life. You know, we got to enjoy it, have joy, all that good stuff. Um, but I also want to be focusing on things of the kingdom too. And so this week I just thought as I was thinking about this world and this year, how 2020 has been absolutely insane. I thought about all the negativity that has been in the world lately. And since we've been talking about taking our thoughts captive, I thought it would be good to focus on good things, things that, um, we are grateful for and things that are lovely and pure and praiseworthy and uh, yeah, things that are honoring to the Lord. And so I just want to ask you all that even though life has been difficult this year, what is one good thing that has come out of it? So this is the challenge of the week that if you have made it this far in the podcast episode, um, yeah, just like text me or DM me what is one good thing, at least one good thing. You could share several that God has given to you this year. I know uh, two or two weeks ago in that last episode, I asked what y'all's favorite fall things were. And some of you messaged me. So thank you so much. So this is like the secret part of the show, you know? So yeah, I would love to hear back from you all. I know for me, one good thing that has come out of this year really is the young adult group at my church. We went from not really having any young adult groups and we had a big youth group to now we have like 25 young adults and it's growing. And so I'm really grateful for that because it's been just really refreshing to my soul to have community and to have fellowship with people that are like-minded believers and people that are around my age. And it truly has been a gift that has come out of this weird year. (laughs) And so that's something that I've been truly grateful for. Obviously, there are many things to be grateful for, but that is one of them. So I uh, that's all I have to share today, but I just pray for you all. And um, yeah, let me know if there's any specific things I can be praying for. I'm always here. 
And uh, I just want to encourage you all once again to keep your minds on the Lord, to take your thoughts captive each and every day, to make that choice and to truly just focus our minds on things above instead of things here below. All right. I pray that you all have a good week and thanks for taking time to listen to this week's episode. Make sure to subscribe. We are officially on Apple Podcasts and to follow on Spotify, to share on Instagram, Facebook, wherever else you would like to share and to just be here in the next two weeks. (laughs) So um, yes, thank you again for spending time with me today and I pray that you all have a blessed day. All right. Bye. (music) Thank <music> you.